Slag drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone, grab for the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bring in the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a million on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place. Or get smacked down, play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where all the LeBron haters are probably rejoicing as he got swept out of the Western Conference Finals. The Knicks got beat, so we're not talking about them. We're talking about how the Heat are, are they one game away? Yeah, one game away. Wow, the Heat just destroyed. I told you weeks ago, EJ, whoever came out between the Heat and the Knicks were going to beat Boston. And you said, Boston's not a chump. I Man, I think I'm having revisionist history. I could have swore you said whoever <laughs> won Boston Philly. <laughs> no, I said whoever came out between the Knicks and the Heat were going to go to the championship. And I wanted New York to play Boston because I thought they matched up better, but. It is what it is. The Knicks got beat four games to two, and the Heat are one game away from the NBA Finals. My Las Vegas Golden Knights are up 2-0 against the Dallas Stars. As I was in Vegas and became a fan of the Golden Knights, I don't like hockey, but I keep up with this. I actually watched the last like five minutes of the game the other day. They were down 2-1, to one, scored a late goal, and then won in overtime. You look in the dictionary and look up bandwagon. You see your face right on the front of the page of it. That's not a bandwagon. I fucking bought a bottle of a, a box of whiskey in Las Vegas. It had the Golden Knights logo on it. I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'm cheering for them. I don't watch hockey. And it turns out they're doing good. They're undefeated since I fucking started cheering for them. It's not a bandwagon. How dare you? You know who's a bandwagon? Admire. That guy's a bandwagon. He got a different hat for every day of the week for all the teams he roots for. Exactly. Uh, shout out to Robert Custis in the chat. Robert dropped a bunch of fucking weight in the last like year or so. Uh, shout out to him. He sent me a picture of him in the boot to the face shirt the other day. Um, That's what's up, man. Keep up the good work. You know, and I used to be a Thrashers fan. Like, if you could call it that. I went to two games. So I was technically a Thrashers fan, and they took them away from me. So I've been searching for a hockey team. And as I was searching for Jack Daniels in Las Vegas, it hit me. I should cheer for the fucking Golden Knights because they were on the Las Vegas Jack Daniels box. I don't know what else to tell you. It's not bandwagon. How dare y'all? Uh, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, your team got taken away, so I guess you get a slight pass for that. But I don't know. Picking a team that's good, that seems like bandwagoning to me. But I didn't know they were good, though, EJ. I don't watch hockey. <laughs> I just picked them because the logo was on the goddamn box. Damn. That's sometimes that's the way people choose their Damn. teams. Like, you know, kids Custis said he's down 90 pounds. 
Wow. That's a whole fucking person. That's amazing. Yeah, good good shit, Rob. Good for you, bro. Like real shit. Good for you. What you been doing? Drop in the chat what you what you changed about your diet and workout regimen and shit. Or you just start doing coke. Uh, what's that? What's the stuff they talk about? Uh, for the diabetics, whatever we call it, insulin. It, well, that's what diabetics take, but it's something else. That's like the trendy thing that people in Hollywood are doing. I oh, that remember. drug! I can't remember yeah. that drug. I know what you're talking about. Though. I've heard it a lot lately. Uh, he said he's no sugar and fasting and watching his carbs. Damn, hey, doing it the good old fashioned way. Hats yeah, off to you. Working hard. 163 pounds. I couldn't imagine being 163 pounds. I'd basically have to lose what he lost (laughs) to get to 163 pounds. Good for him, though. That's that's fucking incredible. Um, So, EJ, what the hell you been up to? I mean, we we ain't spoken two weeks. You know, I went to I was on my way home from Vegas last week and we're supposed to be doing it. So. Man, it feels like forever since we've been on here talking pro wrestling. I ain't been doing nothing, but uh, let's say what you had to do in Vegas. I mean, I know you uh, went into detail on 80 Proof, so go check that out for anybody who hasn't heard that. But give us the Cliff Notes version of what happened in Vegas. I tell you what. So um, I went up there and I met up with another Covino and Rich listener, Robin White, who's been on 80 Proof. He's been on my Cowboys podcast. He's a Cowboys fan. That's how we kind of struck up a friendship and been talking to the guy for years, never really met him. He and his wife came out there and they do it proper. Like they take a limo from the airport to their hotel, which is only like 20, 30 bucks more than an Uber. But with Uber, you're fucking, you're playing Russian roulette, right? Like you might get an Escalade. You might get a fucking 1993 Sentra, which we got, (laughs) Or, or like a, a, a car that stinks. And Robert and his wife, uh, I'm sorry, not Robert, Robin and his wife, they say, fuck that. So they save up and they stayed out there from Friday to Friday. So they got out there before I did and left like three days after I did. He bought fucking VIP pool, uh, reserve pool seats at the MGM Grand, which if you don't know, when you go to these huge pools in Vegas, it's busy as fuck. And if you don't reserve a seat, good luck finding a good one. And we had our own little fucking waitress. Like, it felt like royalty, right? And I, he's made me rethink how I try. I'm always trying to be thrifty when I go on vacation. But I'm like, maybe some things you should splurge on. Um, met up with him and his wife. We did the limo tour. Uh, went to the green door. Uh, went and gambled a lot. We went and did the Calico Basin Mountain Trail, which was a lot of fun. Um, ate really. So every time I've went to Vegas, the plan has been for us to check out all these little like cheaper places to eat that are on TikTok that like save you money. And we never fucking do it right. You get there, you get drunk. You're just like, this place is here. We're just going to eat here. So we finally did it. Robin, his wife, Tabitha, Tabitha. His wife's name is Tabitha as well. Um, my buddy Brent that lives out there. We all met up and we went to one of the places that are on a TikTok. Three for $12 drinks. I got an old fashioned. I got a Long Island iced tea. And then I got like some dessert liquor. 12 bucks. 
steak dinner was less than 20 bucks for like a big ass steak and some mashed potatoes and shit like that. It was so good. And the price was so good that you always think like, oh, this place is really cheap. The steak's going to taste like shit. No, the steak was bomb. Um, we went to a restaurant on Fremont Street where we sat at the bar and the bar spun around like real slow. But it like it got you to see like everything that was happening on Fremont Street. Motherfuckers were getting stuck on the zip line. They had to like come out and rescue them and shit. So that was fun to watch. Um, it was a good trip. Like every time I've been to Vegas, it's been different. Every time I did Orange Theory when I got there, uh, rented a, a car the first day. We had a Chevrolet Colorado, drove that up through the mountains and shit because I was sober when I first got there. So got the car, went to Orange Theory, worked out, went to the liquor store, Calico Basin, walked up the trail, took the car back, checked into the hotel, um, gambled a lot, misplaced, lost a $500 chip that I had, so that sucked. Um, yeah. So, originally the plan was I was going to stay with my buddy Brent on Saturday, but I didn't ask him. I just assumed. <laughs> and it turns out they were trying to do qualifications for the uh, World Series of Poker that weekend. So, he had people staying with him. So, instead of me staying with him Saturday and then going to the MGM Grand Sunday and Monday, I had to find a hotel. So, we stayed at the Luxor Saturday night. And then woke up on Sunday and changed hotels. Well, Sunday, I woke up early because I don't sleep. I went downstairs to the casino. Start fucking racking up money on the roulette table. Walked away with a $500 chip. It was the last time I saw it. Next time I thought about it was the next day at uh, MGM Grand. Reached in my fucking pocket. I'm like, where's my chip? Chip is gone. No telling where it is. $500. I would have been hot. Yeah, I I mean I paid like I think a hundred bucks maybe to get it. So it was like it was like I lost a hundred instead of five hundred. I mean if you if you break it down like literally, but yeah, I was not happy about it. Um and then the next night after we left the green door, I went downstairs and gambled some more and I started out with two hundred dollars and at one point I had twelve one hundred dollar chips and then I had a bunch of little five dollar chips. And I was like, this is so dope. I can't wait to fucking take a picture and put this shit on Instagram, right? Like, to show everybody. Before you know it, I only had $500 left. <laughs> like that. So I was like, I'm done. If I lose this hand, I'm gone. And I lost it, and I fucking took my 500 and walked off. Um, but, yeah, I had I had almost $1,300 in chips at one point. Like, I was, I was fucking killing it. At one point, I hit two numbers in a row, which never happens on uh, roulette. But I put my... I think it was number 32. Put my chip on a 32. It hit. So when you win, they just leave your chip there. You can move it if you want. But I didn't even think to move it because I was, you know, counting all my shit and putting chips in other places. Fucking thing hit again. I look over. My chip's still sitting there. <laughs> Two times in a row, 35 to 1 odds. I think it was a $10 bet. So I was killing it. But, yeah, Vegas, Vegas is always fun, man. All the motherfuckers out there for double or nothing this weekend are going to enjoy it. Man, I love Vegas, man. It's like a home away from home. It sounds like you did it opulent, too. You did it big. Not too much. I mean, um, if you don't count the hotel and the flight, I was doing the math the other day, and, and the gambling. Don't count the gambling, because also, uh, what I didn't tell you, right before I went to Vegas, 
I bought a $10 lottery ticket and won $500 on it. So that was my gambling money. Um, but if you don't count gambling and you don't count the hotel and shit, I spent 500, a little over 500 bucks between like eating and like drinking and going out and shit like that. And then my hotel and my flight were really cheap. Like the flight was 120 round trip. So all in all, it was less than a thousand dollars for fucking good time in Vegas. Like I ain't mad at it. That's the thing about Vegas. It has like a different ends of the spectrum on like quality type stuff. So, yeah. you know, you got all the five star restaurants, but then you could find like a $10 buffet where you mm. can get pretty good food. Yeah. I mean, and like, I'm a real big Fremont Street fan. And we went to Fremont Street the night we had the limo. But I was so drunk by the time we got there, we literally got to Fremont Street, went to Nacho Daddy. I didn't order any drinks. We just ordered food. And by like 1130, I was like, I'm ready to go to bed. But also, I had to wake up at three o'clock my time to catch my flight, which is midnight Vegas time. And I didn't go to sleep the whole time. We literally flew to Vegas, got the rental car, went to the liquor store, went to Orange Theory, worked out, went to fucking uh, the Basin Trail, checked into the hotel like we were just fucking going, and then when we got the limo, they took us to the liquor store, and we were drinking for fucking three hours straight, and before you know it, I was just like, I'm ready to go to bed, but, um, and the limo ride wasn't that expensive, like, we all split it, it was like, including tip, it was like 65 bucks each for three hours of just, like, driving around, going to see, like, the Vegas sign, and up and down the strip, like, it's certain shit that you do that you don't think about doing. That when you do it, you're like, how the fuck have I never done this before? And I've never fucking rode a limo up and down a strip in Vegas. But only visited Fremont Street for like probably two or three hours the whole time I was there. And that's my favorite part of Vegas. So every trip has been something different. But it's always been fun. Yeah, man. Um, I've done the Vegas trip where, you know, spent a bunch of money on stupid shit. And I've done the (laughs) Vegas trip where I budgeted and I've had just as much as fun on either one. So uh, you were talking about roulette earlier. I remember one time I was in Vegas. My friend, I was like the voice of reason in his head. He wanted to do something stupid, like put a bunch of money on like Red 7 or like something like that on one number. I told him not to do it. And then it hit that number. Oh, no. yeah, it was going to be like either five, maybe you no know, four or even maybe even five figures. He would have won. He was going to put like he was going to put like a hundred on it or something like that. And it yeah. hit, I guess, what's the thirty five odds though, whatever a hundred is times thirty five. I it's, it's a like, it's thirty five to one is what. Well, it, it depends on the roulette wheel, like if there's zeros on there and shit like that. But most times it's like thirty five to one, which is. I, uh, so four is my number that I bet on every time. Four, 17, 11, I might throw out there. Uh, 27, I might throw out there. But four and 17 are my main two numbers. And at one point, when I started winning a lot, I was like, I'm just going to bet like 100 bucks on four a couple times and see what happens. And I, I didn't do it. I was still kind of spreading the wealth out. But four just wasn't really hitting this past week in Vegas when normally it'll hit for me a couple times. But, and then when I'm done, like, if I bet on four, like, six, seven times in a row and it doesn't hit, and I'm like, if it doesn't hit this time, I'm done. I try to get the fuck out of there before they spin the ball again because you know what happens. 
you're sitting there, you don't bet on four, and guess what fucking happens? Four fucking hits, and then you're mad, and you start chasing it again. So I try to gamble responsibly. Yeah. When that happened to my friend, he just laughed it off because he was so drunk at that point. But yeah. if he was sober, he probably would have been pissed at me. I was going to say, I we, we would have had words, EJ. I was going to say, <laughs> I think they got something that's like a pedal or something that's controlling the wheel. What's, what's that? I said, we would have had words after that if you would have told me not to do it and I could have won a couple grand. I'd be like, bro, what the fuck? Man, it be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Now, was, uh, what I was saying, though, I think they got something that controls the pedal or something on that roulette wheel because one time, like, it hit on, all right, so if you lose black, our method was, all right, you're going to eventually hit on black don't change it and it hit it didn't hit red like 15 times in a row or something stupid oh, like wow. that like, all right somebody must be controlling this shit see that's the opposite of my experience like i've seen it where shit happens and you wouldn't think it would ever happen like a number hits like three or four times in a row or like i just happened to bet on one of the zeros and the zeros hit like it was complete luck my normal numbers weren't hitting, but numbers that I don't really pick. And I, like, there was a couple of times, uh, if Tabitha was here, she could tell you, I was putting shit on there and I would literally take my last chip that I was going to bet. Like say I'd make, say it was a $25 limit, right? So I'd bet four or $5 chips and I needed one more. I would literally just roll the chip out there and see where it fell. And that's the fucking number that it would fall. And I would hit 35 to one odds right there or 17 to one if I split it. Like, I think that happened twice. It's like, I just fucking threw this one out there randomly, and that's the number that it hit. Um, but, yeah, Vegas is fun besides the gambling. Like, just just the whole vibe of it, man. It's just it's always alive. Like, if you're like me and you don't sleep a lot, Vegas is a great place to be because there's always something to do. Went to a couple buffets. Um, I think the night that we went to the green door, we got back at, like, 1 o'clock, and I was downstairs gambling till like, 7.30. Then I went to Johnny Rockets and got breakfast <laughs> and slept for probably four hours and woke up and fucking hit it again. That's how it is, man, because everything is always open. So it'll be six in the morning. You're like, oh, I didn't go to bed. Huh. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break, EJ. When we come back. We will finally get into some wrestling talk. Scully in the chat says, whatever happened to Jason Jordan? He had a career ending injury. He's an agent now. Um, but we will be right back here on Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. It's indeed showtime here on Boot to the Face. EJ Reed, Chris Rucker on Twitch.tv. 
Each let's get into some wrestling talk. Uh, we got a lot coming up this weekend. You got AEW Double or Nothing taking place in Vegas. You got WWE Night of Champions taking place in Saudi Arabia, where they're going to crown a new world heavyweight champion. But this past weekend, we had some New Japan wrestling happening, where the biggest news, at least in my eyes, was an injury. You had the New Japan Strong Women's Championship Tournament. Uh, the final was Mercedes Monet versus Willow Nightingale. And from everything I've read online, they literally made this championship for Mercedes. And halfway through the match, or towards the end of the match, uh, all hell breaks loose. She breaks her ankle, continues the match, gets hit with a finishing move, and the referee, knowing that she's supposed to win, <laughs> doesn't count the fucking finish at the end, which kind of fucked everything up. But uh, Willow Nightingale is your new New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Women's Champion. And Mercedes is out for an undisclosed time. And this is what I want to ask you. With everything happening this summer between Wembley and AEW, Forbidden Door, do you think there was a chance that Mercedes was going to take that title and end up making a couple AEW appearances this summer? Yeah, man. It's highly disappointing. I didn't get to see the match, but I heard it through, you know, the chat about her getting injured. Terrible timing, man. I think she would absolutely show up on Forbidden Door, at least, with that title. And ankle break your ankle? That's not a fast recovery, so I'm sure she's not going to be back until the fall at the very soonest, if that. Well, it depends. If it's a hairline fracture break, you know, but if it's a break break, then yeah. It all depends. You know, she's she's not that big. It's not like she's putting a lot of weight on it when she broke it. True, but, I mean, she's a big star, so there's probably no rush to come back, especially just for a forbidden door. I feel like this she's, is the opposite. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I mean, she's got the acting thing going on, too, so she's probably in no rush to come back. Unless there's a whole lot of money on the table for the forbidden door appearance. If I that's was, the case, then. I was going to say, I feel like with her being the star that she is, I feel like it's the opposite. Like, there's a rush for you to get back. Like, you got to strike while the iron's hot. And then you got the show in Wembley coming up. Like, you know, she, she's she been in WrestleMania before, but how cool would that for her be for her to go to a, another company? And, you know, from everything I've read, they've already sold 68,000 tickets. So you got to think, like, 80,000 people are going to be there. How dope would that be for her to be there, her and Jade going toe-to-toe? And honestly, I think with her being hurt and the opportunity of her and Jade going one-on-one now while Jade's undefeated, I think that kind of sways the betting odds towards Taya Valkyrie this this weekend. Uh, I know we'll get to that when we do predictions, but... I don't know. I think she was on a collision course with with Jade, and now she's hurt, and that changes everything. Do you think she would show up to not double nothing, all out, all in? I mean, if uh, if she can't make Forbidden Door, you think she would show up to all in instead? I think she was going to be at both of them. I think she was going to show up at Forbidden Door to challenge Jade, and the match would have been at all in. That's what I that I don't know anybody. I don't have any insider information. This is strictly fucking hyperbole, right? Like 
this is just my imagination and what I'm thinking, but that's what I think was supposed to happen. I think Forbidden Door was definitely on the table, but I've kind of noticed in the past few months, um, New Japan and AEW haven't been really sending a lot of talent back and forth like they have been in the past years. I think, is Moxley still over there, I think, I want to say? I think they learned from last year that Forbidden Door is going to sell itself. You don't need to sacrifice your TV programming to promote a show that people are going to buy anyway. That's, again, that's strictly me just talking. But I remember so many people bitching last year about, like, all we're talking about is this Forbidden Door, which means nothing with the AEW storylines. AEW storylines are put on a hold now, blah, blah, blah. And then when ROH came out, all you're talking about is ROH. So I think Tony's, you know, you know, he's sensitive as hell. Like, he hears all that shit, right? Like, he vanity searches himself. So I think he found out and he saw that. So he's like, well, fuck it. I won't do any of that this time. We'll just say Forbidden Doors on this date. You can buy it or you can't. It's almost like uh, his own little thing outside of storylines for either company. You know? Yeah. Also, uh, injuries in the women's division. Dakota Kai and Liv Morgan get hurt uh, in the same match. Robert Custis told me earlier they got hurt doing the same move. Um, And this is a big deal because Liv Morgan at the time was one half of the women's tag champions. And now they had to vacate the title. Are those titles cursed? The women's tag team? Yeah. I don't know about cursed. I just think WWE doesn't really value tag team wrestling. <laughs> I mean, but this has nothing to do with the value of the, like, Sasha and fucking Naomi both walk out as the tag team champions. Liv wins it and she gets fucking hurt. Like, this is the second time these titles have been vacated and they've only had, like, 10 champions. If that. So... You can't control what happens with the injury gods. And them letting Sasha and Naomi walk out is a byproduct of them not caring about tag team wrestling, basically. I think Sasha and Naomi walked out just because they were sick of fucking watching other women with less talent than them, especially in Sasha's eyes, get pushed to the top of the hill and them just get kind of relegated to the back. Honestly, like, I think... I don't even want to say this out loud because people are going to come after me, but I think Naomi's kind of overrated. Um, Like her moveset's not really believable, but she's athletic and she's likable. She's got a great fucking look like you want to cheer for. But as far as like in the ring, I don't think she's as good as other women are. Just my opinion. Um, But Sasha is. So... It is what it is. Naomi's an impact now. Like, I think the rear view. <laughs> it's goofy. Right. Uh, besides that, I see she's really solid in the ring besides that goofy move. I think she, so she's really athletic, right? And I think she tries to be too athletic, which makes it look not as good. Like, I think if she just went out and, like, did regular shit, but the regular shit coming from her looks irregular and looks so much better but instead she tries to like do crazy shit which she can do but some of these women can't keep up with that so it makes her look bad also um that yeah that's you know just my opinion as far as that goes 
Speaking of overrated, we'll talk about Trish Stratus later. By the way, don't let me forget that. Um, oh boy. Me and Becky Lynch, right here. I've been telling y'all for years, Trish is overrated. I don't want to say it too loud in case Mickey's listening, because I know Mickey likes her. But I don't want to piss off Mickey James. But Trish Stratus, yeah. It's, she, yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons why you don't like Trish, because her and Mickey had that rivalry. Her and Mickey are like best friends. I know, but back in the day, it was like, are you a Trish person or are you a Mickey person? I was never a Trish person. Now, when when Trish came on TV, I was watching. Believe me, I was watching. Um, but I just, I always thought she, I just, I always thought she was really overrated. Like she was never that good in the ring. If you took, okay, put it like this: if you took Mickey James in her prime and put her with the women now, like the four horsewomen and all of that, I feel like she could hold her own. She'd still be a star. If you took Trish in her prime and put her with the four horsewomen era. I don't think she could keep up with him. I mean, you say that for like the argument about athletes back in the day, like keeping up with the faster, stronger athletes today. Um, I mean, if you took Michael Jordan and you put him in the NBA right now, you don't think he'd keep up with him in his prime? Yeah, but would he been the best? He might be like not a role player, but like an all-star like a Westbrook. I don't know. I think. I, and I couldn't stand Jordan, but I think he was. I think the comparison of Jordan and Trish are two different things, right? Like Trish was good for the era that she was in where it was all tits and ass and pillow fights and shit like that. And then she was out there trying to do real matches. And then you had like Beth Phoenix come along, Mickey James come along, Molly Holly, Victoria, all these other women that were really good. Excuse me, but the spotlight was put on Trish and she was given the opportunity to be the best one. I don't think she was nearly as good as any of the women that I just named. I mean, she did start off as a valet. A lot of those women did their grind on uh, places elsewhere, you know, on the independent scene. That's absolutely uh, true. But I remember you argued this before how uh, you were more of a Nikki Bell as far as improvement than you were on Trish improving. Yeah. But those are two good comparisons because they both started off as eye candy and they both busted their ass to learn how to actually wrestle. I thought if Nikki Bella wouldn't have got hurt towards the end, I thought she was on her way to like changing everybody's mind about her too. Like she was putting on some really good matches as the Divas champion and towards the end, like she was, she turned, she started doing these powerhouse moves and just like she got really fucking good. Um, I think she was better than Trish. People don't want to say that, but I will. I think Nikki Bella was better than Trish. Yeah, I mean, I think my memory of Trish is skewed. It's been a while since I went back and watched her matches. She's probably not that good, but I don't know. Becky Lynch says the only thing people remember for is when she was barking like a dog for Vince McMahon. Oh, man. Becky was throwing shots last night, wasn't she? Yeah, she was spitting hot fire. I think that Trish segment, though, was too long and dragged out. Yeah, much like most stuff Trish does. Um, (laughs) We're going to change the title of this to fucking Barry Trish Stratus TV show. Um, (laughs) What were we talking about? So injuries, Dakota Kai and Liv Morgan are also injured. Um, This affects the women's division in WWE big time because they were, I don't know, I just, I feel like for all the women they have, they're very, like, 
Light. Like L I K E? Light? No, light, as in like. Oh. Yeah, like. As far as main event women go, they're not very heavy. Um, mm. And I don't see them putting Becky back in the title picture anytime soon. So to lose Dakota Kai, who wouldn't have been in the title picture, but she's a good, like, she's a good program for somebody to have and, like, beat in a month, a month and a half. Liv Morgan could easily be put back in the title picture anytime she wants. Um, and then they were probably going to break up uh, damage control, but now Dakota Kai's gone, so... Is Bailey gonna turn on the EO while Dakota's not there? Like, how's that work? You know. Yeah, that damage control storyline gonna take a big hit with Dakota being out. I agree with that, but I don't think Liv was in the title contention unless they would have hot shotted her. Who she go against? She's on SmackDown with Bianca. Is she still on Smack? I can't remember where where people are. I'm not saying she's in the title picture now. I'm saying she's a hand that they had to like if they wanted to heat somebody up, they could. I'm not saying she's gonna win, but I mean her and Rhea's right there. Like her and Rhea already got history from when they were a tag team and Rhea turned on her. True. And in my mind for a little bit, I was gonna be like, is that believable? But they just put uh, Selena in there with Rhea, so they they'd be able to make it work. Yeah. I'm just not a huge Liv Morgan fan. You know that. I'm hot and cold on Liv. Um, I like her and I don't. It's, I believe her and I don't. You know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, let's get to the power rankings, EJ. And as per usual, I don't have any. Um, so we're just <laughs> going to make it up on the fly. That's what, that's what the fun part of my power rankings is, I think. Or people are watching, they're like, this unprepared motherfucker. I'm never fucking tuning into this again. Hey, it could go either way. We'll let you start. Yeah, man. I was kind of struggling to even come up with a power rankings because both programming have been all over the place. I guess it's because it's, uh, you know, the go-home shows for everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess I'll kick it off. I'll start off with, uh, who did I have at number five? Let me pull this up real quick. I'll, I go with, a lady we were talking about earlier, Trinity, about two, made her debut on Impact, got the win over Kylan King. She looked good for her first outing on Impact. That submission hole she got looks dope as shit. I was just talking about her moveset earlier, slowing down and like doing a kick-ass submission hold. I like that. I like that submission hold a lot. I don't know what the fuck you would call it, the octopus pretzel or some shit like that, but she had Kylan all fucking wrapped up. She couldn't even tap out. She had to fucking nod her head. Like, yeah, quit. See, you're coming around on Trinity a little bit. In the I ring. like Trinity. I, I really do. I was just I just said she was overrated in the ring a little, but I like her. Like, it is what it is. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Mm. Yeah. Finn Balor got a big win last week versus the Undisputed Tag Team Champions. Um,. He's been putting on good. Didn't he beat Nakamura also in the past couple weeks or so? Or last night he beat Nakamura? Yeah. So give me Finn Balor. That's my guy. I'm a big Finn Balor fan. I wish they'd heat him back up. Uh, I feel like he's getting overlooked by Dominic's heat. And then you got Priest teaming or fighting Bad Bunny. And Finn Balor's just kind of there. But give me Finn Balor. Finn has never really gotten the juice back like that since. Losing the undisputed title 
Not undisputed. Is it the undisputed title? The universal title, my yeah. bad. Uh, what was that, six years ago? Yeah, it was a while Like, ago. he got some good mid-card runs. He got the juice back when he went to NXT, but... Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt. You know, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think with this new world title, he'll probably be able to, you know, get boosted back into that main event title scene. Um, That was your number five, or yep. do your number four? My number four would be your new... New Japan's women's strong champion, Willow Nightingale. Um not a big fan, but people love her. Uh yeah, I don't man. I don't see it, but hey. She fucking she won two matches in one night and one was against the fucking biggest star not associated with AEWWE and Mercedes Monet. What don't you see about Willow? I just don't like the personality. I think she's good in the ring, but I just the, the personality just annoys me. Like we get it, you're nice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> just being grumpy over there. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's fun sometimes to see the old fashioned white meat baby fizz get over for some reason. You don't know why, but yeah. some reason it gets over with the fans, and I think yeah. it's a little bit refreshing. I don't think she's out there on the main event level right now, but you know, it's a fun little act in the mid card woman scene. So that was your number four. My number four is Mr. Roderick Strong making a not not his debut match, but you know having a backlot brawl with your favorite wrestler, Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> it was an entertaining match. That was the best match on that uh, show last week. You know, they went all over the arena. You had them do a pin attempt on the stairwell and everything. Aubrey was at the count awkwardly on the side of it. So it was, entertainment. it was an entertaining match. I don't know what they're going to do with Roderick Strong going forward. But, you know, nice little fun match. Uh, that's number four for me. Uh, number three is the LWO. They got a big win in the main event over your boys, the Usos. And it seems like the you know the little merchandise has gotten them over some. I mean, Since yeah. they changed from little Gatodel uh, Fantasmo. They should bring back the Nation of Domination to bring back the LWO. Yeah, might as well see Except whose merch Lashley. is fucking. Yeah. Or bring back Teddy Long and Rodney Mack and have the fucking five minute white boy challenge. Uh, that'll never come back. <laughs> could you could you imagine in twenty twenty three? Five minute white boy. Ch- I always wondered, like, how come Stone Cold or somebody never came out for that? Like, it was always some fucking local jobber. Obviously, that's how they set it up. But like, kayfabe wise, you always wondered, like, how come the Undertaker's not coming out? Like, he's white. <laughs> That'd be the first person that came out. It'd be Stone Co- Stone Cold and Undertaker, like the two big rednecks of the country. <laughs> Definitely the Undertaker. Oh yeah, definitely. Hulk Hogan if he was there at the time oh my god yeah that's that's hilarious though Uh, I think you up next um my next uh was it my number three I'm gonna put I know she didn't wrestle I'm gonna put Becky Lynch on there I think this first time she's made my power rankings it's just something about her like star power she gets a really good reaction She's fucking great on the mic. I think she's going to whoop Trish's ass on Saturday. Um, but just having Becky Lynch back in the fold is great. I just wish they would 
decide if she's the man or if she's big time Bex. Because the man comes out, but the fucking Titan Tron says big time Bex on it. And then she's dressed like big time Becky Lynch also. But I don't think there's a woman that can fuck with her on the microphone right now. Hmm, I agree. Uh, my number two, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, huh? Yeah, just Rey Mysterio, not fucking uh, Santos Escobar, even though I like him. But Rey Mysterio, it, the guy's like 50 years old, like still just killing it right now. I saw Rey at All In years ago, and I remember thinking, like, I was sitting there, I was thinking of all the people I was seeing. I was like, this card is fucking crazy. And then Rey Mysterio came out, and I was like, I'm watching fucking Rey Mysterio wrestle. Like, he'll probably never wrestle again after this. And here it is fucking five years later, and this motherfucker's still killing it. Well, you know why. He gets those uh, stem cells injected. Does he really? Is he a stem cell guy? Mm-hmm. Good for him. That's not, like, illegal or anything, right? Like, No. I mean, just science. I don't think it's, don't think it's FDA approved. I know you're... I think you got to go overseas to get it done. But he says that's the only reason he's wrestling today. I think it was on his bio where they showed him getting it. Yeah, good for him. Hats off the Rey Mysterio. Fuck yeah. Even though you shafted Santos, but it's all good. That was your number two. So am I on my number two? I have Sammy, KO, and Riddle. Ugh. I reluctantly put Riddle on there, more so Sammy and KO, because they got the momentum going into Naughty Champions. They got the win in the main event yesterday over Imperium. And oh, it's, it's also Sammy's first time going over there to Saudi Arabia, so that'll be interesting as well. So give me those guys at number two. And my number one, you already talked about her, uh, your new woman strong champion, Willow Nightingale. At number one. What's the deal with Sammy going over to Saudi Arabia? Like, is there... I thought he wasn't going because he was Muslim, but I think it's something to do with him being Syrian. Yeah. It's way over my head. I really did a deep dive into it, but the relations with Syria and Saudi Arabia, they were banning all Syrians in the country, so Mm. that was the reason he was going in. I thought it was... I thought, like you said, it was something on his own will where he didn't want to, but apparently he wasn't allowed over there. And KO just KO. wasn't going to support Sammy. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, they're, they're taking the L. <laughs> there ain't no way. Them motherfuckers paid all that money for WWE to come over there, and they're going to let them two win. Mm. I guess we'll get in that once we get in the prediction. Yeah. Who you got at number one? Uh, my number one is Brock Lesnar. Mm. Interesting. There wasn't a lot of matches the past couple of weeks, I feel. That's what I told you. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. But you're giving Brock the number one for beating the shit out of yeah. anybody, Cody. Anybody nowadays whoop Cody's ass I'm with, you know? Ooh. Man, you a, you're a big Cody fan now. I am, but Cody's a dumbass baby face. Like, you have a broken arm, right? You show up in the ring with a cast on. So now you got basically one hand tied behind your back against Brock Lesnar. It's stupid. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait till I heal up, and then I'll try to fight him. You're already at a disadvantage. The guy's twice your size. He's an MMA fighter, and he might kill you. And you can go in there with one arm. Not smart. That's like being a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. 
Very true. He said he's a dumbass baby face. When's yeah. the last time he's been healed? With, he's with the Bullet Club? Yeah, he ain't been healed in a minute. Um, he did not want to turn heel for anything in AEW. Yeah, even though he was technically a heel. So, yeah, that's our power rankings. Um, let's go ahead and get into predictions for this weekend, EJ. We have two shows. We can start at whichever one you want. I got both of the cards pulled up. Uh, we technically got three. What's the other one? NXT's trying to do some counter-programming this weekend. Are they really? Is there an NXT show this weekend? Yeah, same time as Double or Nothing. I haven't watched NXT. Is it a pay, like a PLE? No, it's a yeah, it's a PLE. Like they're on the road, like at, in Massachusetts. Oh wow! Uh, well, if we got time, we'll get to that one too. Um, but w- I guess we'll start with Saturday, one p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, WWE Clash Clash of Champions, Night of Champions over in Saudi Arabia. Uh, this looks is a really good card, by the way. Like, this is probably the best card they've had over in Saudi Arabia. I, I want to say, what was it? It was one they recently had. It was pretty good, too. Maybe late last year. The one with Logan Paul. That was a pretty good one. Uh, Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. You want me to go first? Uh, yeah, because I was reading something. <laughs> uh, if they didn't do it in Puerto Rico, I say they don't do it now. Give me Bianca. She fought Io in Puerto Rico. Uh, my bad. I mean WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, it makes no sense for Oscar to win. I'll take Bianca. Um, I'm reading. Have I just not been watching SmackDown? It says Rhea versus Natalia. Is that official? Yeah. yeah. I don't is, know why. Is that official? Yeah, yeah I want to say yeah. Yeah, I, there ain't no way Natalia's winning. Rhea's going to beat the shit out of her. <laughs> it seems like they're like, all right, you've been a low employee. We're going to give you the match in Saudi Arabia. To like, Not a throwaway pay-per-view, but like. You know, it's Saudi Arabia. But, yeah, give me give me Rhea. <laughs> Natty ain't got a chance in hell. Nah. Uh, speaking of not having a chance, you got Mustafa Ali versus Gunther. All right, you don't even got to ask me this. You already know, Gunther. We're going with the ring. Gunther. I fucking love Imperium. I really do. I wish they would give them their old theme music back. That'd yeah. be dope. Um, but what if they try to pull a fast one because, you know, Ali over there in Saudi Arabia just to pop the crowd? He's from Chicago, though. I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> is he even Saudi Arabia? What, what nationality is he? No, no clue, but I know he's Muslim. Ah, there you go. Wait. So. What's that got to do with anything? Well, I'm I'm so confused. I thought Sami Zayn was Muslim. I think Sam. I don't know what Sami is. He may be Muslim. But the reason, okay, never mind. The reason that Sami wasn't going over wasn't because it's it was Muslim. Syrian. It's because he was Syrian. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I'm caught up now. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. If Ali wins, I don't know. That's just 
That just means Gunther's probably going after world heavyweight title, and they just got to get that off of him. Um, they can't. They can't make him lose it before beating the Honky Tonk Man record. Honky Tonk Man is awful. They need to get that record off of Honky Tonk before. Honky Tonk Man is the greatest it. Intercontinental Champion of all time. He would tell you if he was here. I know, right? But yeah, give me Gunther. Uh, this is the only time Roman will be billed as. <laughs> Third from the top of the card. Undisputed Tag Team Championship, Sami Zayn and KO versus Romo, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Uh, I'm trying to decide who's going to take the pinfall. It clearly ain't going to be Roman, and they can't have Solo lose again, right? The only loss he's got is to Cody. So are they about to win the fucking tag titles? Oh, you know I like shenanigans. I'm going to say Roman and Solo win just for the chaos it's going to cause and how butthurt fans going to be on the internet. Paul Hayden's going to need a fucking shopping cart for all those titles to hold for Roman. <laughs> he ain't going to be able to hold all of them. He's going to need a fucking a, uh, a fanny pack or some shit to hang him from. <laughs> I want Roman to win all the belts just so I can see the tears of IWC people. I want him to win that world title too. I hope he comes out and cashes a imaginary money to bank and <laughs> Roman just Roman just comes out and beats up Seth and fucking AJ and takes the belt. Yeah. But I can see I'm not gonna be on the fence because I'm gonna pick Roman and solo, but I can see them having a non finish because they could get away with it over there. I feel like Roman and Solo are gonna win and they'll have to defend it against the Usos pretty soon. I mean, whenever Roman's around, that'd probably be SummerSlam. <laughs> Sami Zayn's such an asshole. Like he's such an instigator, you know. Come out talking about the Usos are the best tag team. Like, leave the bloodline alone already, dude. They kicked you out. Like, mind your business. Stay on Raw. I like it. Stir the pot. Keep stirring that pot. Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Mm, this one is hard to pick too. Now that they did this injury angle, hmm. you go first because I don't know. You want me to tell you why they're pissing me off with Cody Rhodes? Why is that? Since when do you need an injury excuse to lose to Brock Lesnar? When do you need protection to lose to Brock Lesnar? Roman lost to Brock Lesnar all the time. Triple H lost to Brock Lesnar. Undertaker, he wasn't hurt at WrestleMania. Just lost to Brock Lesnar. But Cody needs an injury to lose to Brock Lesnar. That's the kind of shit that's pissing me off with Cody. You don't have to force him like that. People already like the guy. Hey, that's Captain American Cody for you. It's going to wear thin on people soon. It's wearing thin on me, and I'm a fucking Cody fan. Yeah, but you're the minority right now. And I I hope it doesn't happen because I hate when fans hijack, but people are going to start getting tired of it coming around SummerSlam, I think. Is it hijacking if they're just sick of it? Kind of, because they're presenting them as a baby face. But, I mean, if you don't like them, you don't like them. You don't have to cheer for who they tell you to cheer for. It's not hijack. Hijacking is like when you bring a beach ball or when you start chanting shit that has nothing to do with the match. If you're just booing a motherfucker because you're tired of him, like, being a Superman, you know? Like, if he beats Brock Lesnar, that's going to be the biggest fucking eye roll. <sighs> we'll have to see how it plays out. So are you picking Cody? No, I'm picking Brock. 
I don't want us to pick everything, so I'm gonna I'm go with Cody. I want us to pick us the same people for every match, so I'll go with Cody. I feel like Brock's gonna win, and then they'll probably fight again at SummerSlam. Even though rumors would have you believe that uh, Bray Wyatt's coming back to fight Cody. Apparently, there was a barcode on TV last night. Wow, jeez. They keep trying with this. It's not hitting. Move on. <laughs> One of the great EJ rants since he's been on Boots to the Face was on, on Bray Wyatt. EJ was not happy about Bray Wyatt. Uh, World no, Heavyweight Champ. Go ahead. I was all about uh, Bray when they first started doing like the codes, and then he came back, and it was a dud. But um, back to the Cody thing, I think they're going to do something separate at SummerSlam for Cody. I think the rematch would happen at Money in the Bank if they did it three with him and Brock. Money in the Bank. Oh, wow. I forget about Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank is going to be very interesting this year. Men and women. There's so many people that could win Money in the Bank on both sides. Like, you already honestly, know who I want to win. What of who? I said you already know who I want to win. He ain't even been on TV in like a month. What? He was just on TV on SmackDown. Who? The Megastar. The Miz? You already know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you. <laughs> I feel like I just shit on her for like 20 minutes early, but I think it'd be interesting if Trisha won Money in the Bank. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think I would mind her having another yeah. little short heel run. I didn't say win the title. I just said win money in the bank. Um, That'd be some bullshit if she lost the case. Or just lost the match. Uh, match. But like Trish, Becky, um, EO, you know, I feel like whoever wins money in the bank's definitely cashing in on Bianca. Um, Mm, That means it's going to be a heel probably then. But I also see... Becky and Rhea at SummerSlam. They've had too many like little in- interactions that if you're not paying attention to, you don't catch. Like when Becky came back a couple weeks ago, Rhea was backstage like watching her, and it was very subtle that they did. And then like a couple times they've crossed crossed paths and just kind of eyeballed each other. Um, and when Becky came back to do the War Games match, was it War Games? With Bianca mm-hmm. and her team, her and Rhea fucking kind of squared off, and they never really touched each other at the beginning of it. So I, th- I think it's Becky and Rhea at SummerSlam. Here's my not so hot take for the Money in the Bank you were talking about earlier. I think if a face wins it, they get an unsuccessful cash in. If a heel wins it, they cash in on Bianca. Then you got the men's money in the bank. If Cody wins, he's got until WrestleMania. He can just say, I want Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Mm. I don't think you should have Cody win money in the bank. I don't either. I think Jay Uso should win. I'll be down for that. The, the fucking television that could take place with Jay Uso as the money in the bank winner. Every time Roman's like beaten down and he comes to help, they could always tease like, him being conflicted, and then when he finally fucking cashes in, like the roof is gonna come off. I think the money in the bank winner is gonna cash in on this 
Fugazi new world title. Uh, I was reading earlier they're taking the lineage from the 2002 world championship and adding it to this. That's what they should do. Yeah, I hope they do. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Are they? Is that a hundred percent? I I'm, I can't say that. I'm just it was a it was a it was reported by one of these dirt sheets uh, that that's what they're gonna do, and that would make sense because then you could just merge the WWE and the Universal title together and just keep running with the WWE lineage because Roman's been champ for almost a thousand days now, and there's only been four other champions that have ever done that, and you got to keep the WWE lineage going. So I think they just merged those two. Honestly, I think what they should have did was once he hit a thousand days, gave him this belt and made that the new title and then just took the WWE title and put it on Raw and just did away with the Universal Championship. That's still convoluted. Uh, That makes sense to me. Like you got both belts. You've been champ for a thousand days. We hadn't seen anybody do that shit in 20, 30 years. Here's a title to represent that. We're making this title for you, so you ain't got to carry two of them. But give me that black WWE title. We're going to take that motherfucker back to Raw. (laughs) And then you don't have to create these fucking lineages, right? Like, he could just keep rolling with that one. I don't know. They could have done a lot of more creative things than what they're doing now, but at least they're restoring that world title history, so it's not like a completely made-up belt. Yeah. At least you got a little bit of history behind this one. The if they do that. Goal. Speaking of the World Heavyweight Championship final, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Any chance in hell AJ Styles has a win in this match? People on Twitter would make you believe that because you know the rumors are that Seth is shooting a movie, but I think you know. They'll get around that. I think Seth's going to win. I think this has the potential to be one of the best matches we've seen in like 10 years. Really? For, for a title match. Yeah. Oh, for a title for a title match. And I'm not an AJ Styles fan, but him and Seth Rollins on a big pay-per-view in the main event for a world title, I think these motherfuckers about to show their whole ass when this, when this match happens. Oh, for sure. It's going to be fireworks. Especially if AJ's 100% healthy coming off this injury he just came off of and he goes all out. But they face like one other time at like a random money in the bank or something like that or Night of the Champions like five years ago or so or three years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while. I'm expecting fireworks. I agree. I got AJ winning. Mm-hmm. I want Seth to win. We had a whole fucking segment a month or so ago about is Seth Rollins career being wasted. Um, and I think this just continues that story. <laughs> so you want, you want that story to continue? I don't want it to. to continue. No, I don't want it to, but it, it's something to talk about when we get <laughs> fucking next Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know something. It's too obvious for Seth to win. Like, the title, it was like the title was created for Seth almost. And so I got AJ winning. So you think they're going to do AJ just for swerve's sake of putting a title on somebody that's not Seth because it's too obvious? That's terrible booking if you do it for that reason. I'm not saying that's why they're going to do it, but I think that's what's going to happen. 
But why put it on AJ though? He's a workhorse. It's just been a yeah. really good wrestler for them since he's been in WWE. He's a two-time WWE champion. He beat John Cena. He did beat John Cena. But, I mean, like I said, he's coming off an injury. He just got drafted to SmackDown. So, I guess they'll bring the whole uh, OC over there to Raw 2 with him. I think it just go leave? back to New Japan already. Yeah, they've been kind of super mid. It's fucking annoying. Like, you're not 12 years old. Like, enough with the dick jokes. I haven't really heard them get any mic time. Are they doing this on social media? (laughs) That's just what they do. I'm friends with fucking what's-his-name on Facebook. Which one, Carl Anderson? No, the big one. Doc Gallows or Luke Gallows? Yeah. I was in, uh... Where the fuck was I at? Was it was it Winston Salem? I went downstairs to work out, and he was in there. <laughs> he's big, a big boy. He's a big motherfucker in real life, like really fucking big. Like I walked in, I was like, God damn. Let me just <laughs> let me go over here to this fucking ab roller. I ain't fucking with him. Wait till he leaves. <laughs> yeah, buddy is like six 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 seven. He's a big guy. I think he's bigger than that. Mm, yeah, but whatever they're doing with them is not compelling. Yeah. Uh, let's but, go ahead and get into AEW, unless you want to take a break first. It's up to you. Uh, let's just power through it. Yeah, I'm good with keep rolling. Uh, AEW Double or Nothing live at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a Sunday night. That is a Sunday night indeed. So with AEW Collision being on Saturday nights, why again did they move their pay-per-views to Sundays? They clearly aren't scared of Saturday nights. You said why are they on Sundays? Yeah. Because AEW used to be on Saturdays, and now WWE is on Saturdays, and AEW is on Sundays. I have no clue. But apparently it's like a rotating thing. When it's football season because of the Jags, they have pay-per-views on Saturdays. But why even move it to Sundays in the first place? And like you said. It's not like the Jags play in primetime. What the hell's that got to do with anything? I mean, it's kind of hard to get across the country if you got a show to be early for. You just can't just show up to the show right when it's about to start. Why? He don't don't have to be at the Jags game. His dad owns him. I mean, he's still got a front office position, quote-unquote. He's also got another job. I don't think they're going to win or lose if fucking Tony Khan's there. Well, he feels obligated. I don't know why. Their guess is about as good as mine. But that's what I hear. That Jack stuff is why uh, they switch it back and forth with Saturday and Sunday. But I don't see why not just keep it on Saturday. Especially, like you said, with this collision show. That'd be, uh, I think that would be the lead into your pay-per-view. I don't like this odd time to have it at either. They have it at 8 o'clock. It seems like the perfect time would have been to put it at 6. Because then you have that two-hour show leading to a pay-per-view, which usually happens at 8. It's just ah, somewhat of a head-scratcher. But I guess we just got to watch to see how it works out. Uh, First match, the unsanctioned match between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, baby. I Jericho. Jericho's been always losing recently. 
I could not give less of a fuck about a match that's on this card. Really? Yeah, I don't like either one of them. You don't like Adam Cole? I like Adam Cole. Can't stand Adam Cole. Uh, but I'm going to pick Adam Cole to win. Yeah, give me Jericho. Uh, we got a six-man tag team match. Ethan Page and the Gun Club versus Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardys. And I think if the Hardys win, doesn't like Matt Hardy control Ethan Page's contract or some shit like that? How many times yeah. are they going to do this fucking stipulation? Yeah, they've done it a couple times before. I don't know. Give me the Hardys. I'm gonna take the ass boys. <laughs> I I like the ass I like the ass boys. I don't know why. I I really do. They they entertain the shit out of me. They are super funny, um, and they're actually like if you watch them, they're decent in the ring. <laughs> you was about to call them the ass clowns. I was gonna call them the ass club. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. Uh, yeah, I don't mind them. I hope they come out the fifty cent again. That right. That was the dopest fucking intro AEW's ever done. Um, yeah. Give me the Hardys, though. I don't really care. It's a random match. I don't even know why they're having it. That should be a, what you call it? That little the zero buy-in. hour. That should be a, yeah, the buy-in or zero hour or whatever they call it. <laughs> zero hour. What a stupid fucking name, zero hour. That's just letting the guys on the fucking zero hour card know they ain't shit. <laughs> Pretty much. I guess since they had double nothing to be the buying this time, they always interchange those. Uh, AEW TBS title match. It's your champion, Jade Cargill, undefeated versus Taya Valkyrie. Uh, well documented on this show how I feel about Taya Valkyrie. I've never picked against Jade. And you know what? I was about to. But as the old saying goes, my blackness will not allow me to pick against Jay Cargill. <laughs> She's like the New Day now. I refuse to pick against her. I don't want my card taken, EJ. Hey, you know, black Twitter will be all over your ass. Um, I'm picking Jay, not for those reasons, just because I don't think Tyra is the right person to beat Jay. I don't, pronounce her name. I don't like Ty, Ty Valkyrie. I don't like her at all. I know you were all right with her. I don't. I don't like her. I, Robert in the chat earlier said she's underrated. I don't think so. I think she's overrated. No, I don't think she's overrated. I think she has some legs with the the Frankie Monet in NXT. But when they did all the releases, she didn't really get to show what she had. She wasn't and I that liked good. The, I like the stuff she was doing at Impact before she got released. Before she went over to NXT too. Her and Johnny, John Morrison, like, they're a perfect married couple because I think both of them are just, like, mid. Yeah, but she's going to take the L this weekend, so you don't have to worry about Let's hope so. <laughs> we got the international championship, a 20-man, 21-man blackjack battle royal. Uh, speaking of dumb baby faces, why would Orange Cassidy agree to put his belt on the line in a battle royal? What a fucking idiot! Personality. What a fucking personality. idiot! He was, you know, what would have been better? He'd have been like, "I'm tired of carrying around this fucking belt. Like, let's do it in the, <laughs> let's do it in the battle royal. And if I win, I win." That would have made more sense because he said when he won the title, he's like, "I don't like carrying around stuff. 
So he put the belt in a bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only participants announced so far are Orange Cassidy, QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, I'm going to pick Powerhouse Hobbs to win. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stick with Orange retaining. He's had like 20-something title matches, hadn't he? Yeah. Like, he literally wrestles every fucking week and wins. So, the way they've been treating this title, they've been treating it like a workhorse title. You think in the pecking order, even though they introduced the TNT title first, the TNT title is essentially like the TV title, and this international title is more so like the IC in the U.S. Yeah. That's how they're treating it. I think you're right. And they've been flip-flopping this TNT title. I think I feel like this international title is felt more important. Which makes zero sense because if the TNT title is a TV title, how come it never gets defended on TV? You have a solid point. But I, I do agree with you. I think, I think the TNT title is lower on the pecking order than the international title. Uh, I mean, the guy's fucking made 21 title defenses. And even beforehand when... Hack had it as the Atlantic title. He made a bunch of defenses too. Yeah, I, I think this is probably. Champions. I think this is your second title in the men's division now, and the TNT title is like, like the European or TV title. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> I don't even go that far. Speaking of the TNT title, you got a ladder match between Wardlow and Christian with Luchasaurus. Um, I'm picking Christian. Really? Yeah. Guy wears a turtleneck. Come on. You can't pick against him. I think I'm going to go with Christian, too, because they don't really care about the TNT title like that. They've been flip-flopping his title. They barely let Power Hobbs get around with it. So give me Christian by nefarious methods. It's a ladder match. You can't be that nefarious. I mean, Luchasaurus, go out there and give him extra help. AEW World Tag Team title match. Special referee Mark Briscoe. Uh, FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. <sighs> Go ahead. Why in the year of our Lord 2023 do we have Jeff Jarrett in a tag team title match on a pay-per-view? No shade to Jay Lethal. I feel like Jay Lethal is a very good wrestler. But this goes to show you that Tony Khan has a problem with saying no. Jeff Jarrett is like a backstage agent, so you know he wiggled his No, he's just a wrestler. I thought he was an agent for the road shows. From I was listening to Wade Keller the other day, and he said he said Jeff is just a fucking wrestler. Like he doesn't work in the office anymore. He's just there to wrestle. And if people want advice and shit like that, he gives it to him. He's well liked, but he's just a fucking wrestler. Even worse then. And then he goes and brings his wife back too. Trying to make this impact 2.0. I'm not down with this. Give me FTR. EJ, I'm going to add on to what you said. Why in the year of our Lord 2023 is Jeff Jarrett winning a title match on pay-per-view in AEW? I think That's Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett are going to win. I think Mark Briscoe is going to turn. 
you just bought FTR back with that. They were having like contract uh, discussions, and you bring them back just to make them lose. We paid the first pay per view. Fuck them. They, you know, they can cry their way all the way to the bank. SunTrust opens on Monday at fucking eight a.m. Go cash your checks and shut the fuck up. I feel like maybe right because Jeff Jarrett is due one. He's been in a bunch of title matches where you think he may win. Like, I think he had a few international title shots and then a couple tag teams. This might be the, where they pull the trigger. It's a perfect I setup hate. for Darby and Sting to win the tag titles by beating Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I hate that you may be right, but I'm going to stick with FTR. <laughs> I hope FTR wins, but I'm picking Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Ugh. I almost want to like Jeff Jarrett now because like, I've hated him for so long. Like, I feel like if you can endure all of this hate for so long and you still keep going, like, it's almost respectable. I mean, he looks like a million bucks. He's still in shape for almost damn near 60-year-old guy, but I don't want to see him in a title picture. You know, Sting plays his role well. I wish Jarrett would play a similar role. Jarrett said he ain't trying to hear that shit. He ain't come here to be a fucking spectacle. He came here to be a workhorse. Mm-hmm. Ain't I great? Let's go on to the next match, man. (laughs) Choke on that, slap nut. (laughs) He's got some good catchphrases. Do I like Jeff Jarrett? What the fuck's happening? I thought he played his role well in the Attitude Era. Then he went to WCW and thought he was Ric Flair. His his second WCW run where he was in the NWO and shit. He had another catchphrase, don't piss me off. <laughs> yeah, he had it on his guitar. His attitude era stuff was pretty good. When Don't piss me China. off. Ain't I great? And choke on that slap nut. Jeff Jarrett's kind of the man. Okay, so you like them as WCW champions? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I like this catchphrase. Awful. Like you said, we eventually go back and like. Do a review of that time at WCW. That if they period. if they win, I swear to God, I'll buy a Jeff Jarrett T-shirt for WrestleMania T-shirt week next year. <laughs> okay, we're gonna hold you to it. <laughs> uh, your AEW World Title match, a four way, the four pillars: MJF, Sammy Guevara, Jumpin' Jack Perry, and Darby Allen. Who you got? Hold up, this ain't the main event. Uh, it's not listed as the main event. You got to have this as the main event. Or what are you doing, Tony Khan? Uh, these other three don't have a chance. MJF. Yeah, I got MJF also. I I think if there's a title change in this, like, they're strictly just doing it for shock and all. I don't think either, either of those three guys deserve to be world champion right now. And as lackluster as MJF's title run has been, I think he he's doing a better job as champion than any of them would do. But I don't think he's had a good run. He, I think he has until this jumbled up feud. And I think the same goes for uh, our girl, Jamie Hayter. It's when you have these feuds with multiple people in different oh, shit. parts. Of- Go ahead. I'm sorry. We didn't pick that match. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I was asking. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have all these moving parts and it kind of convolutes your champion and kind of not put them in the brightest spot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So his match with his uh, feud with Danielson was pretty good. 
And the same with Starks. But then he ran into this four pillar things and kind of cooled down. I think Starks and Danielson carried the feud, though. I don't think MJF was that good. And I think all these little, like, song and dance thing that he keeps trying to do and like, he can't decide if he wants to be a face or a heel. I don't know. It's just, it's something about his title run that I'm just not digging. Mm, it definitely doesn't feel as big as Roman Reigns. Cause it's like Roman Reigns is like run. Cause that's what they're trying to do. Not have him wrestle as much to make it feel more special, but I don't know. It's not hitting the same way. I don't even want to compare him to Roman Reigns. I just feel like his title runs not, it doesn't yeah. feel as big as it should. Like, I feel like he finally got the title after four years. Like he'd be throwing it in our face that he's the world champion every fucking week. I don't think he is. I think some weeks it comes out like a baby face. And some weeks it comes out as just like a chicken shit heel. But he never comes out like, I'm better than you and you know it. You know, that's his fucking catchphrase. I feel like he's not leaning into that as the world champion like he should be. I agree. And for all the listeners out there, don't get it misconstrued. I don't, him and Roman are nothing alike. The only thing I was comparing is the way that they were trying to keep both of them special, you know. And I don't know, it just doesn't feel, you know, the same. Roman's not even in the same fucking universe as MJF, or MJF's not in the same universe as Roman. Like, it ain't even close. Roman's so much far and away better than everybody else, it's ridiculous right now. I don't know about all that. He does feel like a megastar, his presentation. Isn't that what matters? By the way, he puts on really good matches every time he's in the ring. Without doing all the flips and tricks and shit. Yeah, the overall package. Roman's at the top. Yeah, he's class. To me, he's far and away better than everybody else. Like, I don't think anybody's close. I mean, I could take things that other wrestlers do better than him, but they don't have it all in one, rolled up in one. Exactly. So, so like, if you had five categories, right, to make a pro wrestler, Roman's like a eight or nine in every category. Some guys might be a 10 in one category, but they're like a four in other ones. But Roman's like an eight or a nine in every fucking category that you would look at out of 10. And that's what makes him better is he's just, he's the total package. Pretty much, you pretty much summed it up right there. Uh, the match we skipped earlier, the AEW Women's World Title match. I don't know how I skipped this one because this, this is the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Woo. We all win, EJ. We I all think it's going to be a hell of a match. This is a perfect way to heat Jamie back up. They should do a little twist in it. Have Britt Baker turn on her or something. Because, I don't know, it's been pretty stagnant. Like, I've had a love-hate relationship with this outcast uh, storyline. But that being said, though, I don't think... Britt does it at the pay-per-view, but you got to eventually turn her. I think Jamie retains. They might as well bring Sting out because it's going to be snowing in this match. Just <laughs> snow, snow, snow bunnies everywhere. Um, I feel like AEW doesn't know how to book women's champions. We've talked about that before. And I don't think this is a good time to take the title off a of hater. But I think that's what's going to happen. I think Tony Storm's going to win. 
Man, I'm kind of thinking back on all the picks I've done. Only title change I picked was Christian. I mean, I'd say that somebody's bound to lose a title and definitely not MJF. So you might be right, but I'm going to stick with Hater. Uh, Anarchy in the Arena match. The Elite, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson versus the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and the most out-of-place fucking wrestler ever, Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> like, what is he doing in this match? Oh, man, they've been building Wheeler. <laughs> Get like, this fucking guy out of here. He's good. He's, if you've seen any Trash. of the ROH stuff. Trash. I've, this is probably like one of my favorite storylines in wrestling. This is Blackpool Combat and uh, Elite. And then I don't think we were gone when uh, Don Callis turned. That was pretty good because uh, you really didn't see it coming. I'm excited for this match. I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun, a bunch of violence. John Roxley's going to walk out to the ring and start bleeding instantaneously. He's going to be bleeding on his way to the ring. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, who am I going to pick, though? The Blackpool elite, lost. Like, the, what's the that? Elite. The That's what you're picking? Elite. That's not who I'm picking. I'm telling you to pick them. No, I'm not picking them because Blackpool lost last year at Anacreen Arena. So did they really too? Yeah. Uh, the JAS. Remember they had that. They made. They both made a uh, Danielson tap. Or was that the was that the blood and gut? No, Danielson and uh, Claudio. Claudio made uh, what's his name tap. They were trying to make Danielson was trying to make Jericho tap, and the other guy tapped out. Hmm. I must be mixing up, but, but who won the blood and guts between JAS and Blackpool? Am I crazy? They flip-flop. I, f- they flip-flop. I feel like I feel they like flip-flop. I feel like they were trying to make Jericho tap out, and uh, what's my guy's name? Um, fuck he he was he was on the verge of joining Black Blackpool, but he sided with Jericho Garcia. Garcia tapped yeah, Garcia. out. No, it wasn't even Garcia. It was Daddy Magic. He tapped out. I think he tapped out while Claudio was trying to make Jericho tap out. And that's why we have the internet. It was on top of the cage. That was blood and guts. Yeah, they had him on top of the cage and fucking they were trying to make Jericho tap out and the other guy tapped out first. Okay, so I was right. JAS won that last year double or nothing in Anarchy Arena. Against Blackpool? Yeah, against BCC, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz Ah. by Tech. By technical submission. That wasn't Blackpool Combat Club, though, because Eddie Kingston was never in it. They were just teaming with Eddie Kingston. I'm looking at I'm looking at the results. It says Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson and John Moxley. Versus and yeah, they weren't in it, but they were just teaming up with uh Yeah. So it wasn't the BCC that lost. And then when they won on top of the cage it was Kingston trying to make Jericho tap out and Claudio made Daddy Magic tap out. And then it was kind of like a little beef between Claudio and Kingston. Yeah, that was blood that was blood and guts though. I got you. So they didn't technically beat the BCC. They beat BCC with Eddie Kingston. I mean, yeah, it was, it was still JS versus BCC. Well, Eddie Kingston's not in the BCC though. So it was BCC with Eddie Kingston. Well, I- well, technically, then they never the BCC never lost because they, yeah, because and it was probably it was Eddie Kingston team. that lost the match, wasn't it? It was the same team for Blood and Guts and Anarchy in the Arena. But it was Eddie Kingston that lost the match for them, right? I, I can't remember, but also I think this is 
So when they had it at uh, double or nothing, I don't think Claudio had joined at that point. So no, Claudio members. Claudio was in members. BCC since he debuted. No, da- no, he wasn't. Yeah, because Danielson at Forbidden Door said the guy that's going to replace me is going to be the new member of the Blackpool Combat Club, and that was when he debuted. He's been BCC since he debuted. He literally debuted as a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. Yeah, he debuted as a BCC member, but the group existed before he got there. Right, but I'm saying he's been in it the entire time he's been in AEW. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. I think the Anarchy and Arena match happened. Claudio debuted and then helped him out in Blood and Guts, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong, but... Either way, I got the Elite winning. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. Willie Uta sucks. You're only as strong as your weakest link, and he's the weakest link on both teams. So, oh yeah, because Hangman Page is back in the elite. I like Wheeler. I think he's good in the ring. Uh, I mean, you got two two world champions in Kenny Omega and Adam Page. They also won the tag titles together. Matt and Nick Jackson are, you know, one of the best tag teams in the world, multiple-time world tag team champions. Brian Danielson, former world champion in WWE, John Moxley, a three-time AEW champion. Claudio, a ROH world champion. And then you got Wheeler Yuta. One with pure champion. Pure trash. Um, Who won that match between uh, Moxley and uh, uh, Omega in the cage? Moxley won because Don Callis turned on him. Um... So I changed my pick to the elite just based off of that because they got to get their up and comings. Uh, before we get up out of here, EJ, AW Collision debuts in June on Saturday. They haven't decided where they're having it at because rumoring in your window, as Conrad likes to say, would lead you to believe that CM Punk is now pulled out of a return and he and AEW are not on the same page. So they're not going to have it in Chicago and they're going to have it in Jacksonville. How much of a shit show is it behind the scenes with AEW? In your opinion, obviously we're not there, but if you just read the stuff online, like how fucking petulant of a child is CM Punk when it comes to being a pro wrestler? Like you said, we don't know all the behind the scenes stuff, but if all of the stuff on the internet is true, then it's a big ass mess. I mean, you're gonna leave millions on the table just because Ace Steel can't go back on the road. And who the fuck is Ace Steel? I don't. I don't really still have, don't really know who the guy is like that. I guess his his friend back in the day that he trained with, turned road agent. What's that guy doing anything? You want the money or not? And apparently, a steel is still in the company. He's just been working remotely, so I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. Yeah, can't but... bite anybody if he's working at home. <laughs> but it, yeah, if if I'm Tony Khan, I sue CM Punk. I'm telling you to come to work, and you're refusing to come to work. I want all my money back. Mm, yeah, that's an option, but. Tony wants to be a fan, so nah, he's got he's got to gain control. He's got to get control of this. Like, 
like you said, we don't know everything that's happening, but from what we do know, like he he's got to put his foot down eventually. Like you can't be. There's a reason why in the NFL player coaches don't work out. They only last for a couple years, and if you don't win in that window, then the players start to take over. You can't be a player's coach. You can only you can only do that for a finite amount of time before the inmates start running the asylum, and then they got to bring in you know Bill Parcells. <laughs> See how that worked out, you know. And then um, after Parcells leaves, you can go to Wade Phillips. You know, you get another uh, player coach, right? But eventually, you got to get somebody in there that that can. I don't want to say crack the whip because that's a very outdated <laughs> fucking term, but somebody that can just just put their foot down. And Tony needs to do that. You're the owner of the fucking company. You know, it's bad enough you sat there at that press conference and let that guy say all that shit. And now you're basically like fucking eating his ass trying to get him to come back. I don't know. We need to iron it out, though. Um, Tony doesn't need to be running collision at all, either. He's spreading himself too thin. He needs a separate team because they're going to be traveling separate. Are they going to have a draft? I think they should have a draft. I don't think they should have a draft. I think they should have a draft. Even if they don't, like, televise it, I think they should have a draft and, like, print it out and show me, like, these motherfuckers are on collision, these motherfuckers are on dynamite. These titles are on collision, these titles are on dynamite. And then have the world champion float. Yep, world champion Um, and tag team champion can float, and then the women's champion can float, and then... You know, put the fucking TBS title on Collision, the international title on Dynamite. Mm. Yeah, as long as they don't televise the draft, I'd be down with that. They could even televise it. Make I it a special on YouTube. Maybe YouTube. Yeah. But don't take up my TV time with that bullshit. I'd watch. if I mean, if they did it better than WWE, I'd watch. Like we talked about with WWE. If they did it where they made it like a real draft, I'd watch the shit out of that. Give me a fucking like AW Collision drafts Hangman Page, and then you tell me like all of his stats, his fucking forty time, <laughs> the whole nine, right? Like I want all of it. Yeah, I don't. We don't even know if it's gonna be a hard split like that. So it has to be. I mean, I, you're right. We don't know, but I'm in my eyes, it has to be. I the only reason I think it has to be is because. If they don't do it, I don't trust that they would spread out the talent uh, evenly. I think it'd just be doing the same thing that they're doing now. It'd be like thunder. <laughs> My boy Miro showed up a couple weeks ago. I hadn't seen him since. Yeah, I'm hoping they'll actually give him a, a, you know, a role instead of just rolling him out on TV and then he disappears again. I honestly think this is going to be good for AEW, though. I think they have a a humongous roster, and with one show, obviously not everybody can get on it. And so I think this is going to be good for overall. Um, Maybe they have more pay-per-views a year now. Maybe. Maybe instead of four, they do eight. I think it has its pros and cons. I think, like you said, it's great, you know, to – Put talent and air them on TV since their roster is so bloated. But I think 
it's going to affect ticket sales some. They already don't fill up these 20,000 seat arenas. I don't know why they've been trying to go to bigger arenas like the one in Detroit and then went to another big arena. So I think they should start doing sticking to the 5,000 seat arenas, but having two shows a week, I don't know how their ticket sales are going to do having so much. They're doubling the amount of shows going from 52 to 104. And so that may, uh, you know, dilute the crowd enthusiasm as well, which that's the thing about AEW. That's the charm about AEW is how jacked up the fans are and how much they participate. And having a second show may affect it. It may not affect it. They still may be hyped up. I, I feel like Collision will do well because it's on a Saturday night now. Um, more more drunk people? <laughs> not necessarily drunk, but yeah. Um, but like, you know, a Wednesday night's hard to do. You know, Monday night's hard to do. Friday night SmackDown? Hey, it's Friday night. I don't have to go to work tomorrow. You give me a Saturday night collision at 8 p.m. In a, in, a, in a decent city, you know, like say here in Atlanta. Show's over at 1030. You can still go out. There's still stuff open. You can go to the battery. Um, I'm much more likely to go to an AEW collision on Saturday night than I am to an AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. Like, you want me to be there for four hours on a Wednesday night? I got to go to work tomorrow. My kids got to go to school. Now on a Saturday, it's like, it's that's like a house show vibe, and house shows are always fun. So I, I think that'll be good in, in that aspect of it. I think that's going to help their attendance. Having a weekend TV show, like I don't know. I, I feel like that's I feel like it's a good move. I'm hoping you're right as far as attendance goes because half the reason I watch AEW is because the crowd involvement and how excited they are because the damn sure ain't for the storylines. So if that wanes a little bit, I think, you know, that would affect my enjoyment of AEW, but that's how we'll see how it plays out. Uh, you got anything else you want to hit before we get up out of here? Nah, man. Uh, I don't got anything on my plate. Big weekend wrestling. Um, two pay-per-view three pay-per-views if you count the NXT one I hadn't even looked at that one yet but uh, have they crowned the new women's champion yet I may be happening at the pay-per-view what let me look this up real quick NXT I probably won't be watching that live you know we got Monday off so I'll probably enjoy some breakfast in NXT what's the date for that that'll be the Whatever day Sunday is. 28th, 5, 28. I'm just, I don't know the name of it. So NXT Battleground, May 28th. Let's see. We got any matches announced yet? Storylines. Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Braun Breaker. Uh, actually, I'll start from the bottom. We'll pick these real quick. Gallus. Taking on the Creed brothers. Let me gather. Tag team match for the NXT tag titles. I'm going to take the Creed brothers. Uh, a last man standing match with Dragonall versus Dijak. I'll take Dragonall for that one. Yeah, give me Dragonall. Uh, you got the triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. 
Wesley versus Tyler Bate versus Joe Gacy. That's got banger written all over it. <laughs> like, seriously? Mm. This is the perfect time to finally get it off. Uh, let we me go to, for Joe Gacy for the upset. What are you trying to take it off Wesley for? You don't like light skin. That's what that is. That's not That's not it at all. He's had a good run. I feel like they're going to involve more storyline with Bate and Wes having dissension. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stick with Wesley. I want to pick Tyler Bate. I'm gonna stick with Wesley. Uh, the British Rounds Rule Match for the NXT Heritage Cup is a professional know. wrestling championship created and promoted by the American Promotion WWE and Specialized Championship for Men in NXT Brand Division. Uh, Noam Dar versus Dragon Lee. I'm gonna take Dragon Lee. Yeah, give me Dragon Lee. Uh, tournament final for the vacant NXT Women's Championship. Roxanne Perez versus Lyra Valkyrie. Who I I like her a lot. Uh, I'm sorry, Roxanne Perez or Tiffany Stratton versus Lyra Valkyrie. So Valkyrie's already in the championship, and Roxy Perez and Tiffany Stratton have to decide which one's facing. I think they're, right. I guess I think they're tonight. wrestling tonight. Yeah. Um, Give me Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, that's honestly that's who I want to win. Whoever wins the match tonight is gonna win. We don't even know who's gonna win. Yeah. No, I think if I think if Perez wins tonight, Lyra Valkyrie's gonna win. But if Stratton wins tonight, then Stratton's gonna win. I don't think I got the win. Roxy's winning. I got the winner tonight winning. Damn, she beat Gigi Dolan in four minutes and twenty nine seconds. Wow, they got no faith in my girl Gigi. They don't. Maybe she translates better to the main roster. They it gave JC like Jane and Roxy nine minutes. Lyra Valkyrie beat Kiana in eight minutes and 51 seconds. And then Cora J beat Fallon Henley in five minutes. So Gigi had the least. Wow. That's that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm really upset about Fallon Henley and Kiana losing in the first round. I didn't even watch this tournament. I need to go back and look at these matches because this is a lot of talent, if you will. Yeah, they're killing it with the women's division. So yeah, you got you got Stratton winning the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you on that one. And then you got Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. Uh, I got Melo. I feel like every time I turn the TV on, Braun's fucking spearing the shit out of Melo. Yeah, no. He actually has a pretty good spear. Even though I'm not a fan of Braun Breaker. Give me Mello. But I kind of got a feeling that Frick and Mello are going to split soon. Because I feel like, you know, they put the rocket on Mello being a face. But I feel like Trick is a really good heel. And that so, may be his next few. Mello's is this going to be on Peacock? Yeah. Okay, because the thing doesn't say on Peacock anywhere. So they are going up against fucking aid. Wow, that's petty. That's super petty. You could have put this pay-per-view on like any other weekend. <laughs> but, I mean, it is what it is. All right, EJ, man. We've been fucking doing this shit for an hour and 45 minutes. You ready to get up out of here? <sighs> Time to hit the road. Not that I'm tired of podcasting, but... 
I feel like people don't want to listen to a podcast that goes this long. Um, any shout-outs you want to give or promos for MMA? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, people don't like listening to a long podcast, but we've been gone for a couple of weeks, so, you know, give the people that little extra more. But, yeah, like you're saying, shout-out to all our other platforms. You on 80 Proof, be on Haymaker MMA, and, you know, support us on those other platforms. Shout out to everybody listening. Uh, if you watch us on Twitch, you can now subscribe uh, to us or buy bits or donations or whatever. We take all of that. But at the very least, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about us. And until next week, here on Boot to the Face at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch.tv. For EJ Reed, I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. Peace! It is indeed showtime. Boot to the face productions. It is indeed showtime, folks. Chris Rucker. EJ motherfucking Reed. Chris Rucker. EJ I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. I got a The queen, yeah. The queen of the crop. Don't mind if I do.